Hey, man. This is Virgil. Oh, hey, Virgil. This isn't a man, though. This is Marky. Yep, just the person I need to speak to. What are you up to, Marky? Oh, you know, I'm still trying to fashion a cell tower out of this palm tree. I've gotten a few parts and accessories together, but I still can't figure out just what I need to make the signal stronger. I'm trying to download the new Remy Legato album, Virgil. Anyway, what are you up to? Well, I'm calling because I need your help. I don't know if you know or even if you've heard. Cauliflower is trending right now, Marky. It's trending hard. No, I haven't heard, but why do you sound so upset? I love cauliflower. Yep. You and everyone else right now. It's everywhere. Roasted cauliflower, fried cauliflower, cauliflower crust and rice, pasta and tots. It's endless. And I got a call from Mama Claire when she heard. She's worried. Oh no. Why is Mama Claire worried? Well, she has a very valid concern. Are carrots next? What happens when they go viral? Mama Claire has a lot of mouths to feed, Marky. She is and has been the main carrot supplier for generations. Not only to her family, but to the local area. Her concern is, what if she can't keep up? With the amount of fields now, there's no way. She doesn't want there to be panic or fighting over the carrots. We want it to be exciting and fun when the carrots go viral. Of course I'll help. Did you already get in touch with everyone else? Oh, you bet your sweet niblets I did. The further she walked, Marky became more confused. She double-checked the coordinates that Virgil had given her. Her note read, When you arrive at the large crop on the left, turn and walk all the way down the dirt road until you end up at the cornucopia. You'll see me. Marky found the large crop. She thought, this has to be it. She could even see a silo in the distance but something seemed off. She leaned in to investigate the plants. Tea? She pressed onward. She knew she was in the exact right place when she spotted a mailbox in the shape of a cornucopia. A bounty of vegetables spilled out of the 10-foot display, all in color-coded order and in descending shapes. Wheat and silk cascaded in the back in a very familiar bouffant shape. Marky read the address. One cobblestone court. She followed the path until a voice in the distance casually and eloquently said, Hey, man. There stood Virgil. Deep in a thicket of tea plants, he stood with his parasol in one leaf 
as he plucked tea bags off the fully mature tea plants with the other. Virgil, I love what you've done with the place. Thanks, ma'am. It's taken a while. This place needed some TLC. You know, it sat vacant for years. When all the low-carb, no-carb diets hit, the crops dried up and the silo sat still. The machines and equipment have collected dust until I bought the place. I think you'll really like this place. Come on, let me show you around here before everybody gets here. Virgil opened the front door. The inside of the silo was magical. Marky stood in the grand foyer, mesmerized as she stared up at a Ferris wheel of parasols. One by one, they floated past her, all the way up towards the top floor of the silo. Come on. We'll start at the top. I have a greenhouse. Hop on, Marky. Just grab a handle. Sunlight streamed through the lace. It reminded Marky of homemade paper snowflakes. Sure, Virgil. This looks neat. Virgil tinkered with a few buttons and switches on the control panel and entered some calculations into the keypad. Thanks, Marky. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and crank her up to medium. I'm still making weight adjustments since I modified it. So bear with me. Oh, cool. What do you mean, modified it? Well... It's really just a simple pulley system. So I took the old bucket seats off and replaced them with parasols. Juiced it up and modified it a bit to fit my needs. And man, I found an old shed full of carnival rides and games. This of course was a vintage Ferris wheel. Now it's my elevator. Marky and Virgil floated the rest of the way to the greenhouse. Marky was excited that Tarsha was coming over. Virgil was excited that Tarsha could finally fit in his house. He pointed out each floor as they floated past. The living quarters and the kitchen, a jelly jam and chutney room, a candy store, a game room, a music room, a gray arts room, and a scent lab. Marky wanted to stop and see every floor. Virgil promised they could later, but for now, he had something very special for her. And as they exited their parasols, Marky figured out her surprise. Virgil, this has to be what heaven smells like. Together, hand in leaf, they walked up the rows and down, a whole section of the greenhouse was dedicated to Marky and filled with oriental lilies. In baskets, in vases and pots, they were everywhere. They were the healthiest, most vibrant lilies Marky had seen in a long time. Tears began to form in her big brown eyes as she remembered her own greenhouse. Then, a very calm, zen-like voice from below said, Hey, ma'am. Marky, I want you to meet Space. She's my florist, 
gardener, groundskeeper. She actually runs this place for me. It's nice to meet you, Space. I love your lilies. I can tell that you love them, too. Thanks, Marky. Virgil said that I reminded him a lot of you. That is all the way cool, ma'am. Hey, Marky. Let me show you to your room. Let's get our lounge togs on and make some tea. They'll be here in any minute. Well, what's the matter, Marky? You act like you've never seen snug-fit toddler jammies. I'm four feet tall. I'm always going to be in between sizes. I just learned to embrace it. No, Virgil. They're super cute. I've just... I've never seen you with your hair straight. Or flat, I mean. Virgil, where's your boof? Virgil went on to tell Marky that this is how he usually dresses for his weekly gray arts meeting. And how it was already scheduled when Mama Claire called the crisis meeting about the carrots. Virgil, I'm sorry I didn't already know this, but what is gray art? Virgil explained to Marky that it's a genre of arts that he's always been interested in. Different skills, talents, and hobbies that a lot of the younger generation has forgotten about. He also told her how a little meeting that once started out with two grandmas has now turned into a weekly meeting space for all grandmas, mamas, mimas, and nonas to get together to share their craft. In fact, I'd love for you to meet everybody when our carrot meeting is over. I'd be honored. And with that, Marky watched a steady stream of visitors arrive and float their way to the gray room. And then, the earth began to vibrate and the walls began to shake. Outside, it sounded like a freight train or a crop duster. Wait, what stinks? I smell eggs. Tarsha, it's Tarsha. Tarsha made a perfect landing in the tea field, then leaned over and gave that big bouffant a shake. And one by one, Birdie Joe, Mama Claire, and Five each unloaded from her hair. After plenty of hugs and kisses, everyone quickly gathered in the den to get down to business. Tarsha and Virgil poured a cup of tea for everyone as they took turns throwing out ideas. Okay, friends. I was hoping to have better news. But after looking at the projections and crunching some numbers, I realized I just can't keep up. And now, no matter what we come up with, we will have to do all the work ourselves. All the work? All the work. We don't have enough money to hire it out. It's going to have to be a real grassroots effort. Have y'all thought of any ideas? Yep. No worries. I've got this. Drumroll, please. It's called a Super Duper Reproducer. Nah, I don't know, man. What do you mean, just build it? Like a souped-up DeLorean? 
have an idea. What if we just download an app? We can track weather patterns and fertile soil locations. I'll just send out a group text. No way, man. That's all that new age stuff. Not everybody does apps, Marky. I have some leftover parts of my shed, though. I can fashion a carrot compressor in no time and probably even add a converter if you want. Maybe a capacitor. Just about the time the discussion became a little louder, possibly a little heated, That's a heater. When the fumes settled, there in the doorway stood a beautiful, well-poised Nona. She had her eyeglasses around her neck on a chain and a hanky tucked in between the buttons of a perfectly starched dress shirt. Virgil, I'm terribly sorry to interrupt, but could you please help me in the storage room? We're almost ready to start the chutney taste test, and we ran out of doilies. Sure, Mama. Let me find the extras for you. Here you go. Thanks, Virgil. But listen, the real reason I called you back here, I couldn't help but overhear part of your discussion. I think I have an idea. Mama. That's so thoughtful. What is it? Well, every year, the grandmothers get together for a big community service project. Let's combine our efforts, Virgil. We want to help Mama Claire, too. By the end of the meeting, a collaboration of creatives formulated a strategic plan to get more carrots from ground to town without sacrificing quality or flavor. After a unanimous vote, Virgil was elected as project manager and was kind enough to offer his home and property to use as Command Central. Here's the plan. Mama Claire and Birdie Joe had the huge task of recruiting a team of fur responders. Basically, a team of family and friends to rotate around the clock in the fields. Volunteers were needed to plant, grow, and harvest the carrots. The grandmas, mamas, mimas, and nonas all decided to perform a variety show to thank those volunteers. Five was in charge of creating and distributing flyers to advertise, and Tarsha was in charge of crowd control. Virgil and Marky would manage the stage acts together and decided rehearsals would start the very next day. The day began before the sun even rose. Marky and Virgil had the daunting task of organizing and posting all job assignments. They wheeled gigantic dry erase boards to the front lobby of the silo. One labeled garden, one labeled variety show. Next, they spread out binders, color-coded folders, sheet protectors, highlighters, and paper clips. They printed out photos of each volunteer, hung them on the walls, and then decided to split up so they could manage the work. Everything was flowing. Marky was excited to use her new app. She entered everyone's name in, selected a few things in the drop-down menu, 
tabulated the temperature, and in no time, her task force came together. The shrews, armadillos, squirrels, and martins, the donkeys, aardvarks, egrets, and bats all had an assignment. She went up to the lobby to chart the assignments. While Virgil took a more traditional, old-school approach. He lined up photos of his volunteers on one side of the wall and a list of the trades, skills, and musical acts on the other. He used thumbtacks and red yarn to create a flowchart. He was in a nice rhythm. Judy with quilting, Dottie with peg doll painting, Maisie goes with basket weaving, Lolly obviously with crochet, and of course, Edna Earl will showcase hairbrushing and braiding techniques. About that time, Virgil realized his hair was still as flat as a pancake from yesterday. He paused what he was doing, then went straight to his vanity. He took just a few minutes to brush, bump, and tease his hair into his signature style, all while daydreaming of the day his own silky blonde locks would age gracefully into streaks of gray, silver, and white. Just when he got his ends flipped and sprayed, he heard the confident, very loud footsteps of Marky and about 26 very eager grannies headed in his direction. He looked in the mirror. Perfect. He looked at his flow chart. Uh-oh. The entire music section was blank. Virgil scrambled. He felt panicked and desperate. And then he saw Marky's app wide open on the table. He quickly typed in all available positions, then the names of the volunteers. Yeah, things seemed to be working out. And then it asked him to format his image. He right-clicked. He left-clicked. He feverishly clicked the back arrow. And then he was stuck in the queue. And as the front door flew open, the printer finally fired up and shot out his assignments just in time. Okay, Debbie, Gertie, and Ellie, y'all are on harmonica. Inez, looks like you get tambourine. Eunice, Flo, and Babs, y'all are my fingernail tempo setters. Trudy, you're covering na-na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na-na. Agnes, you say do-do-do-do-do. Do, 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 do. Harriet, you get. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-
No way, Virgil. I'm not saying doo-doo. There's no way I'm saying doo-doo in front of my grands. Nope. What do you mean, Agnes? That's just your part. But why? You already know I can play the whole intro to Jingle Bells myself. Well, good gosh, Miss Agnes. I didn't know it was that serious. Just switch with Babs. There's no way I'm saying poop. Virgil, you're wrong for that. And besides, you know I like the shrewdy box. Wait, 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 though. The line isn't even poop. It's a rhythm section. Get it? You'll see when it's all put together. Virgil, I just don't think this is working out. Virgil, embarrassed and frustrated, ran out of the room in tears. Virgil ran into space in the hallway. So she sat, tucked in his leaf, and just listened. And as he cried, a flood of emotions poured out. He sweated and sounded like he couldn't breathe for a second. And his face turned red. Then, Tarsha sat down next to Virgil. Tarsha, I let everyone down. I'm sorry. I messed everything up. Virgil, all I want to do is hold space with you. I believe in you. I trust that you'll be able to figure this out. Tarsha scooped up Virgil and space and rocked them back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, until Virgil was calm again. He gave Tarsha and space a wink and dried up his tears. Then, returned to find Marky. He explained to her that he used her app without asking, that he was really sorry. Hey Virgil, it's okay buddy. Thank you for coming clean though. I thought for a minute I got hacked. But you know what? I don't even think you need an app. Theater, performing arts, music, that's your jam. But Marky, everyone's upset with me. They don't like their parts. Virgil, Even if they're upset, and I don't think they are, just remember your intentions for this project. You have a kind heart and just want to help your community. Just remember to be yourself. Remember the big picture. And with that, Virgil stayed true to his own style and plowed ahead with rehearsals. And when the numbers were met for the stockpile of carrots, The curtains finally pulled back for the opening scene. The big picture was exactly that. The Nonafonts. Every grandma, mamma, mima, and Nona had a bouffant, just like Virgil. The crowd went wild. There was gray hair, white hair, silver and blue. There was hair everywhere. One little baby grandchild showed his support with his very own Infanta font. And in the end, an entire community came together and realized 
When we root for each other, the world can be a different place.